0: Friday on Culture File, and not just any Friday, but the eve of National Harp Day. So, likes is a little bit different this time as we ask one of those taking part in tomorrow's harp events around the country, poet Moya Cannon, to share with us not her Culture File likes, but the likes as she imagines them of the saviour of the Irish harp, Edward Bunting.
1: My name is Moya Cannon. I'm poet. I was recently commissioned to write a poem in honor of Edward Bunting, our great music collector, and to collaborate with the young harpist Ashling Lyons. Edward Bunting really got under my skin, so I'm going to try to channel him today. Bunting's fame comes from the Belfast Harp Festival which took place in 1792 in uh, in parallel actually with a meeting of the Irish volunteers who are celebrating the third anniversary of the French Revolution. So they were conjuring up a new world, dreaming up a new world and Edward Bunting was trying to rescue and the music of a very old world, the music of the Irish Harpers. The, the Harp Festival of Belfast was really the dream for another young man, uh, Dr James MacDonald, who was about 30 at the time. He raised funds, advertised for... Um, harpers, all of the remaining harpers to come to Belfast on the day and he hired this young organist of 19 years of age Edward Bunting to come and record the music most or many of the heirs with which we are familiar now many many of the songs of Thomas More uh, were rescued the, the heirs were rescued by Edward Bunting so I'm trying to Im- imagine and it's a bit difficult to think what kind of film would Edward Bunting have liked well, I think he would have been very, very pleased with with one called Barth Bunting, which is a new film and is a collaboration between um, six Irish traditional musicians and a um, Straban brass band rescuing Edward Bunting's marching airs, which have not until now really been properly celebrated. That will be shown in the National Library this coming Saturday. A book which Edward Bunting would have loved is Charlotte Millington Fox's Annals of the Irish Harpers, which was published in 1911. It gives an extraordinary picture of the Belfast Harp Festival and the world of the uh, late the late um, 18th century in Ireland in which the old Harpers um, moved around the country playing their music, and of the Harp Festival itself, and a great portrait of Edward Bunting and his times, and of the wonderful patron James MacDonald, who made it all happen. Uh, Eleven Harpers turned up at this festival, and he tells us a little bit about all of them. The eldest allegedly 97 and died at 110, but um, maybe, maybe he did too. podcast again how could he have imagined such such a such an entity could he have imagined it could he have dreamed it up he would have loved the concept of being able to record music in in a podcast i think he would have loved the rolling wave on rte1 on a uh, on a sunday evening where we hear so many of our wonderful musicians week after week introduced by Ephany e. Cormac Ephany e. Cormac with such enthusiasm and, and knowledge and expertise. So it was it's a, a natural evolution from his own laborious and incredibly skillful collect, collecting and jotting down of music. So much of Bunting's own music has got under our skin and I'm going to select um, one of my own favourite pieces of music which obviously he loved as well. It's called The Wild Geese and it's from Kathleen Nan's early album Affairs of the Harp. It was taken down by Bunting from an Arma harper, Patrick Quinn who I wonder, he may have been related to Bunting. Bunting's mother's family was Quinn. And um, The Wild Geese was included in his third collection of ancient music of Ireland. And it's about the exodus of the Irish nobility after the Treaty of Limerick. Beautiful, haunting air and played so with such depth of feeling uh, by Cathay Nochnan. Now, food or drink experience—we'll have to guess. Bunting was certainly quite fond of his food. He's described as portly. Uh, Petrie, George Petrie, describes him as portly when he was in Paris in 1815, just after the Battle of Waterloo, and showing off the Irish music and harmonies to uh, to the musicians in Paris with great with, with great success, actually. We're told he moved at 11 to the McCracken House in Belfast. So I'm trying to imagine what he would have liked. We're talking about Antrim, and one of the great comfort foods in Antrim is fadge or potato cakes. So I think, and at Halloween they did, they had apple potato cakes. So I'm going to go for, I'm going to guess that apple potato cakes might have been one of his comfort food favourites. A scent that Edward Bunting liked. Perhaps I'll go with one that he didn't like. In 1815, when Edward Bunting was in Paris, when the Allied forces, Russian and British, were uh, occupying it, he was sitting reposing on a bench after a very nice French meal, and he dozed off, and some young Frenchman came along and set off some firecrackers under his bench and woke him up to great alarm. Didn't harm him, but alarmed him terribly, and they ran off shouting John Bull, assuming that he was English. So uh, I suspect that the scent of firecrackers didn't uh, appeal very much to him after that, which isn't great for this time of year.
0: The likes of Edward Bunting there possibly, as channelled by Moya Cannon. Coming up tomorrow on the Culture File Weekly, Jennifer Walsh on the annual Fat Bear contest in Alaska. Jeremy Deller on why Taylor Swift might change the course of history. A Wexfordized version of a comic classic by Puccini at the Towns Opera Festival and Peter Broderick on why the musics of Arthur Russell haunt him in more ways than one. That's all in the Culture File Weekly this and every Saturday, 6.30pm here on RTE Lyric. FM